When you know when you are struggling with sleeping, eventually you are afraid of it. You get this sleep anxiety. And that is something apparently over 60 million of Americans are troubled by with this feeling of not only insomnia, but being afraid that you again will struggle this night, again will not get enough rest. And then you worry about all the consequences. Oh, the, tomorrow I'm going to be tired. I will not be able to perform as well. Uh, this will eventually lead to you know, not being as good in my job as I should be and so on and so on. And so you know that uh, sleep anxiety can really get worse and worse over time. So I want to talk about this form of anxiety because A, I know that it's pretty bad. And I also have a few things I can share with you uh, that hopefully reassure you that this is something you can overcome. You don't have to see sleep as this elusive force that somehow will never come to you. But there are certain things that you need to change. Certain things that you may recognize now are actually counterproductive. You know, it always reminds me of this commercial for, I don't know, Tums or something like that, where you see this guy who seems a little bit on the heavy side eating a chili cheeseburger and afterwards holds his tummy and oh i feel like i have an indigestion and of course tums comes to the rescue everything is great but it's not really the digestion that's the problem right i mean the stomach just tries so hard to digest whatever we stuff in there it's actually what that meal was about that created the pain. So if this person on the commercial would have had a better choice in dinners, times would probably not be necessary. And that's the same with sleep. Sometimes we are, you know, maybe cursing sleep and our inability to have it as that's the problem and that's what we focus on. We are not always looking a little bit closer on what are we doing? that potentially makes sleep not come to us. Because sleep is one of the most natural things in the world. I mean, we can sleep since we are babies. We slept even in the womb. So it's not something that we have to learn. It just is there. So how come that sometimes it's like the friend that keeps us waiting? And what can we do to be better with making sleep come to us. It's literally, I, I find sleep is like a, you know, some kind of an invitation that we have to put out. It's like we have to open up and surrender to the sleep and we have at times just the hardest time because we do behaviors and we uh, also certainly put something into our bodies that doesn't really help with that. So I wanna divide this, what we can do better into two sections. One is about the, the physical aspect and then there is the mind aspect. Where can we do some improvements there? Now, first of all, again, sleep is not really necessarily the issue unless you have some medical problems. And that's something I will briefly talk about. But change your mind a little bit about sleep. Really 
don't make sleep something that you have to force. When I laid awake at night and you know literally was counting when the sleep came and, and then it was almost there and then I you know kind of woke up again and uh, and was stressed around that I hadn't had this ability to let myself go and sleep was gone again. It's this feeling of the more you chase it, the more you chase it away. It's like with love, right? The more pressure you put on it, the, fa the faster this person is running that you want to be with. So allow yourself to approach sleep more calmly and just know that no matter what, you will have enough energy the next day. Yeah, maybe you're going to be a little tired and yes, maybe you will not be the, the sharpest tag on the block, but you will be okay. Sometimes I feel like we are underestimating how much energy actually is available to us. Remember a time when you were newly in love and you were so elated and you were running on this, you know, oxytocin energy and you just had all that energy in the world and there was no sleep necessary because you were either talking until, you know, five o'clock in the morning with that person or thinking about that person. So we have always a lot of energy available. We just don't necessarily use it. And our whole idea of if we don't get enough sleep, eight hours minimum, we're going to have a bad day. That's a limiting belief that we unfortunately create a self-fulfilling prophecy around. So assume for a moment that you will have enough energy. Assume for a moment that sleep is completely natural. And also assume something that I found really fascinating, that if you actually are sleep deprived, it can be something positive for your mind. When I was in medical school in the good old days, uh, one of the jobs that uh, was very well paid was a job of keeping people awake. So we were sitting next to their bedside and these were people that were chronically depressed and one of the jumpstart ideas, and it's actually proven that this works in at least you know 60-70% of patients, is to prevent them from sleeping for at least two days. So you literally try to keep people awake and then you let them after 48 hours finally fall asleep. And that finally falling asleep is like a, a reboot effect. And often people come out with a different mindset and a, and a different uh, approach to themselves in life. So if you haven't been sleeping for a while and you let sleep eventually come to you, maybe you're going to get a nice reboot. And maybe you see things uh, in, a, in a complete different way. But again, you have to allow it to happen. So this fear of feeling deep sleep deprived, we just have to get a little bit more a you know different perspective, make it not as this you know huge issue, but just remind yourself the more you're afraid of it, the more it will be something that probably you will struggle with. So relax about it and then see what you can do physically better. Now, all we, we all know that when we have to, or when we want to sleep, we have to relax and we have to mentally, but also physically relax. Now, there are some conditions, medical conditions that make that a bit harder. So, for example, if your thyroid works on overdrive, 
that can be an issue that can keep you awake or if you have high blood pressure or allergies or acid reflux or chronic pain so if you deal with those things make sure that you get them checked out that you get help and support because that certainly can keep your body ultimately in some kind of a stress response and that makes it harder for it to relax also there are certain medications that you may not even know are keeping you awake if you take any kind of adhd medication later in the day that can keep you awake slimming pills or even pain relievers with caffeine inside can keep you awake cortisone keeps you awake thyroid medication can keep you awake even uh, certain um, uh, medications for uh, for colds that have alcohol in it can also be all counterproductive so just test out what am i taking right now what has changed have i stimulated myself so much uh, too much and that you know is also something that i may really have to change i know personally there are some vitamins and some supplements that have kept me awake and what also is certainly not helpful is when we do have any kind of caffeine after four o'clock i mean there are people that can do it i always admire my friends when we have a meal together that they have a nice little espresso at you know 11 o'clock at night and i wonder how can they do this but apparently that is not an issue for them it would certainly be an issue for me so know your body more and know what it needs to relax my body needs to be hydrated and i can absolutely pinpoint it down when i have a hard time falling asleep it's most likely because i have been dehydrated a because i drank too much coffee in the morning and b i probably didn't drink enough water so check that out as well do i need to have a little bit more of that or is it possible that i have too much sugar at night you know how the kids are wired tired when they have some chocolate or some candy at night and and that happens with us too and so often we find ourselves eating some ice cream you know watching a show and then we are surprised that that sugar high doesn't allow us to find rest so find ways for your body just to get what it needs to go more into this parasympathetic nervous system state in the relaxation state and not get this unnecessary stimulation and also if you feel you haven't really moved at all do a little walk before bedtime or maybe after dinner you know just to move your body so that it's releasing some of that stored energy do a little yoga class if you want to but don't find yourself in the 24-hour fitness running on a treadmill like you're chased by a lion because again that is stimulating the sympathetic nervous system that stress response and it's just harder to get down into a sleep state because ultimately your body thinks okay i guess we are here uh, now super active i guess we cannot really just fall asleep because maybe there's something chasing us make sure that your bedroom is also feeling comfortable that it's not too bright that it's quiet as possible that it's not too hot not too cold that the mattress is good all those things are very simple physical changes 
you can make. Change your sheets. Some people just don't do this often enough. And then there's just also, I think there is an energy in it that if you have been sweating and being anxious about sleeping, that changes also a lot your readiness to go asleep as well. Because there have been uh, studies that shown that we can actually scent and smell fear. So if you have been afraid of going to bed and you want to have a reset, change your sheets and start all over again. And for most people that can already make some different, but then there is the mind. And we all know it's usually the mind that keeps us awake. It can be that we are having mind racing or it's just this wide awake feeling. So what can we do about that? How can we get this mind more on the program of relaxing? And again, taking responsibility, check out what you're doing with your mind before you go to bed. I mean, how many of us are watching, and I don't know why the TV uh, networks are doing this, at 10 o'clock some kind of crime show or the zombie show or whatever, things that are not necessarily inviting us to relax and unwind, but much more making us more excited or stressed and fearful. So if you look at the mind as the innocent bystander, it experiences all those things that we put in. And depending on what we put in, it either makes us feel more awake or it makes us feel more relaxed. And the bad habits that I had and many of us have are those habits of overstimulation. It doesn't even have to be watching TV. It can be that you are going on social media because you think, oh, that's nice scrolling through it. But your mind takes so much information in, it gets so overloaded. And then there are all these emotional reactions. Oh, I guess Penny has a much nicer life. Oh, I guess they are much more successful. Oh, look how many followers they have. There is always a reaction and there is always a feeling. And those feelings are not usually lulling us into a sense of being at peace. Usually they are actually reveling us up into feeling more uh, stressed and, and activated. So try to avoid all of those overstimulations for your mind and just realize as much as technology allows us to turn channels and turn off uh, our devices, our mind just doesn't work like this. It just needs a much longer, you know, descending time. It's like an airplane. It can not just go down in an instant. It needs some way to gradually descend and land. And that's what our mind has to do as well. So it's very important to look at the mind as something that just like the body needs to gradually unwind. And for doing to do this, you want to go through certain routines. The worst we do when we cannot sleep is to stay awake and basically screw up our whole circadian rhythm. So from usually most people say that the sleep before 11 o'clock is the healthiest, all of a sudden it becomes a three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning affair. And then you lay awake and then you sleep until 11 or 12. And then you feel like already pretty bad about yourself. 
and you have a hard time to get back into some kind of normal rhythm. And the second thing that you may do is because you feel tired, you say, well, I, I deserve a nap. And that nap is not just a 20-minute nap. It may be a, an hour nap or an hour and a half nap, maybe because they have nothing else to do. But the problem is when you go into those naps during the day, you go into a deeper sleep phase. And it's way harder for you to get out of this deeper sleep phase if it's only an hour and a half. It's like when you sleep only an hour and a half, you feel groggy. But because you already had an hour and a half, on the one hand, it's not enough for you to feel refreshed, so you feel after the nap even worse. On the other hand, you have taken away this tiredness that you actually should have at night to have a comfortable falling asleep time. So that's not working. Keep your naps 20 minute max. Set a timer and remind yourself that in order for you to have the best sleep, you need to have a routine that you stick to. It's like a workout routine. It's like a, maybe a routine with your nutrition, but make sure that you stick to this routine. Even if you say, well, if I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, I know I'm going to lay awake until 2 a.m. in the morning. Well, so do it gradually. Instead of 2 o'clock in the morning, go to bed at 1 o'clock and then gradually go back to midnight, 11, and end up at 10. But stick with it. Don't be afraid of sometime being awake. Because in the end, it is this routine and this preparation of the mind that it knows, okay, this is the time where it's about sleeping and resting. And this is a time where it's about working or entertaining and whatever. Your mind just needs a predictability. It doesn't like to be jolted around because then it is on total alert. I had a client who had uh, a lot of sleeping problems for actually several years. And like most of us, she was condemning her inability and of course also that that elusive friend sleep as the problem. What she was not realizing was that while she was going through the day, she was like a hamster on a wheel, running full force, really trying to do everything and often loading way too much on her uh, to-do list, wanting to please everyone, make sure everyone was was okay, the only person who never had really any time to relax was her. And when she was climbing that mountain and finally arrived at, at the end of the day, for a moment she felt, oh, thank God, I can finally sleep. But as soon as she was in bed, there was already something inside of her thinking about the next day and that next long, long to-do list and that mountain that needed to be climbed and all the things that she potentially could forget and so it didn't really give her a sense of relaxation. So you have to see that inside of us, in our mind, there is this, this part of us that wants to make sure we are okay, that we are safe, and also that we are going through life without any kind of harm like rejection or failure or people being displeased with us. So if you really watch yourself not only in regards to your trouble sleeping, but how you may actually think and act during the day. 
and how much you may push how you are always running and in a hurry or you feel in general that you are behind or a failure or not really meeting expectations. What you really see there is that overall it's not the sleep that's the problem. Overall the problem is that you may just go about life in a way that's not sustainable. And there is this part of you that just always is on the watchtower looking for something else that can go wrong, looking for another failure or problem that may arise and it just doesn't let you rest. It's a constant sympathetic nervous system overdrive. And for that you need to start also working on yourself overall and not just about sleep because that's just a symptom of a bigger problem. So back to what you can do to calm your mind down. So I talked about you know make sure that you do keep all this extra stimulation out of your system. Take your tablets and turn your phones off and ideally don't have a TV in your bedroom. Keep the, TV, uh, keep the bedroom by the way clutter free because it's so interesting that even when we have our eyes closed somehow our mind picks up if it's a calm, zen, clear environment or if there is all this stuff and all these unpacked boxes and all this underwear laying on the floor. It's just chaotic and all this chaos is doing is again stimulating the mind and not allowing it to relax. And when you are in your bedroom or before you even go there just go through three phases of preparing yourself to get ready for sleep. The first phase is really ending the day the way you want to, the way it feels positive, the way it feels relaxing. So for that you can have a nice conversation with your loved ones about uh, the things that you appreciate or that you're grateful for or you write things into a, a journal you thank maybe life, the universe for things that came to you today, just little tiny things, a perfect parking spot at the right moment or all lights on green when you were already running late or that uh, person that you ran into that you haven't seen for a while and it was just a nice coincidence, whatever those things are. So really set up your mind to feel, hmm, this is nice, we can wrap a little bow around this day. This was actually a very nice experience today. And then also make sure that you are avoiding having difficult or complicated uh, conversations with a person who is sharing the bed with you or sharing the house with you. My wife had to really learn that unfortunately I'm wired the way that as soon as she tells me you know there is something not working, a light bulb is out or there is a leak over there. I have to fix it right away. It's a terrible terrible habit but it definitely does not let me sleep. So she's after 20 plus years now finally coming to the resolution that she shouldn't tell me those things but tell me the next day it's much more effective. So any of those conversations that don't really feel like they can be resolved, just park them until tomorrow. And if you have any worries, someone told me once that they have a God shelf. Now you may not be 
spiritually inclined but if you have or if you just feel it can you be your personal shelf that you gonna go back to in the next morning and take care of stuff that you cannot really take care of it's a nice visualization anything that feels a little overwhelming or uh, stressful or unresolved just put it on that shelf behind you and and remind yourself it's going to be still there so there is nothing that i need to do about this right now so start then as you go to bed i mean you know before you can go to bed you can also of course take a nice shower to wash away all the energy of the day you may already light a candle in your bedroom you air it out so there is fresh energy in there maybe you play a little nice music there so it's a whole hour of unwinding that really is a good routine and then when you go to bed just enjoy this feeling of being in bed really declare your bed as your sanctuary this is like a, a place that just feels so safe and so calming and you know the mattress and the pillow are like you know compassionately embracing you just frame it in a way that feels inviting that feels already relaxing and then while you're doing this while you're laying in bed and you're just starting to go into the more parasympathetic nervous system also just remind yourself that this is a safe place and that it's absolutely safe and okay for you to let go of control and let go of having to be productive or engaged that you have now 100% the permission of yourself to surrender and to enjoy this deep relaxation i have uh, just finished a guided meditation that you will find on my youtube channel which is in the bio uh, and uh, it will be a meditation about falling asleep better it's about the journey to the land of dreams and i think you can enjoy it so that would be something to listen to to further un uh, unwind or any kind of other meditation or just music or nature sounds to get ready then in the third phase you are starting to stimulate your body even more by i mean to relax your body with a relaxing stimulation by for example massaging your face i love massaging the face because it's really something where there are so many nervous uh, nerve endings that are stimulating the the parasympathetic nervous system and that in itself can really get you just in a in a feeling of uh, being held and being taken care of stimulating the ears is great there is a spot right behind it the occipital uh, area which uh, is also something when you're like in a pressure point when you push on it it just gets you into this deeper deeper almost thoughtless place you can do a few breaths just to feel like as you're inhaling and exhaling that you're starting to release more and more of all this tension and then you can go through a few affirmations such as i'm deserving of a peaceful and restful night's sleep my mind and body are ready to unwind and rejuvenate through sleep 
I release all worries and stress from the day as I prepare for sleep. I trust in the natural rhythm of my body and my mind to take me into a deep, restorative sleep. My bedroom is a sanctuary of peace, comfort and relaxation. And each breath I take brings me closer and closer to a state of deep and restful sleep. And then you just start the surrendering. Now, personally, there are some additional tricks that I really love. For example, there is a dodo machine that I have been using that uh, is, I find, phenomenal. It's spelled D-O-D-O-W. It's a little blue light that shines on the ceiling. So everything is dark. You only see this little blue light and that light gets brighter and then it gets smaller in about a six second rhythm. And that's really cool because you're breathing in or inhaling when the light gets brighter and you're exhaling as it gets smaller. So that uh, getting into the rhythm of that light and it's about uh, an 11 minute cycle, you just fall asleep automatically just by doing this because your focus is so much external. And you know, when we are anxious and worried, the focus is all internal. So when you're focusing external, that really brings your mind into just this, okay, now I'm getting bored with this and, and you fall asleep. And that's also true with nature sounds. Uh, funnily enough, uh, like a frog sound, it's apparently really relaxing or the waves of the ocean or a rainfall. All of this gets the mind, these so-called pink noises, gets the mind focused more externally. And that external focus on something that is steady and same and somehow soothing also just gets it out of this worry state and this where's the sleep, where's the sleep, and it gets it just more into this place of surrendering and letting go. So in a nutshell, make sure that everything that you're doing that stimulates you, you basically get out of your routines or out of your habits, whether it's something you put in your body or what you put into your mind. See sleeping and going to bed much more as a routine, as a habit that you want to get used to, where maybe you're not after the first few times will feel like, oh my God, now I'm a master sleeper. You may just feel like, yeah, it's slightly improving. Maybe I can just do a few more, uh, you know, tweaks here. But overall, I just gonna be committed to this. It's, it's literally something that when you show this consistency, your mind learns that this is what it's supposed to do. Unwind and let go of. Just like a little puppy can learn to get trained to not pee in the house. This is, you know, our mind can get new habits when we are not fueling them through worry or fear, but fueling them with a sense of this works. I know what I'm doing and I trust my mind to, to uh, get the memo and uh, learn that, that habit of falling asleep, that habit of unwinding. And again, if there's anything underneath that, if you feel like it's really my insecurity, it's really my pushing myself so much, it's really this constant 
worry about things I, I cannot control, when you notice there is a deeper issue that is connected with not being able to sleep because you have a hard time to feel safe or to feel you know that letting go of uh, micromanagement or being in control is okay that's something then to work on and uh, it's gonna definitely change your life if you address these deeper issues and then you can also see well a sleep is coming back because i feel more relaxed in myself but b thank for the sleep not being there because maybe you would have never noticed what you're really doing to yourself. It's just a matter of really addressing what's underneath and creating the framework where you can also surrender into it.